Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim, and the topic of our podcast today, we have a little historic podcast today, which is appropriate for History Dweebs. Can you think it, I would guess. It's on the Blackout Ripper, uh, Gordon Frederick Cummings, a uh, serial killer that um, attacked and uh, murdered his victims during the... Uh, Blitz in London during World War II. So we'll talk about uh, Mr. Cummings' dastardly deeds. And but before we do, let me introduce our panel. We're very pleased to have with us today a very special guest, a uh, frequent contributor to the show, um, but a man who is say a freak contributor frequently, frequent, 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 frequent. I'm not sure what I contribute, but no, you contribute a great deal. As much as I do. <laughs> I'm not right. A lot more, actually, than you do. Uh, and that is young Casey. How you doing, Casey? Good. How you doing, Tim? Doing well. We're glad that you could join us today. This was unexpected. Uh, if you known we, if we known you'd come and Brandy would have baked a cake. I probably would have. Would have liked to have something in there. Something, something to drink. You have, something? You have water. Yeah, I had to go send the colonel out. Yeah, and he got you. The colonel was a, He went scavenging and got you what? Water and. Water and crackers. Water <laughs> cheese crackers. Now, if he was on Naked and Afraid, you'd that be, water you'd and be crackers for that. Yeah, that'd be that the best be fucking like cheese cracker you've yeah. ever had. Exactly. You'd be grateful. So, what's going on, Casey? Oh, anything exciting happening? Not much of anything. Got my work done early today and just uh, was in the area and figured out, see, I'd figure out what you guys were up to. Had a, had a sneaking suspicion you were podcasting today. We, we are. We hadn't, we had planned to podcast earlier in the week, but Typhoid I, Timmy. I had there. some vile disease. I don't know what it was. Dung fever, I think. Well, okay. Dung oh, fever? The Zika, the Zika yeah. virus. Now, it wasn't Zika. You know, actually, I looked up Zika since I went to Columbia. I thought, maybe I got that shit. But um, the symptoms for that is really, really different. I thought it would be fever, you know, your typical flu symptoms. But it's like a rash and joint problem. You got the rash from something else, right? Yeah, yeah. that was... A, that Shot was a, a penicillin, clear that mm-hmm. right up. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, we're glad you could join us, Casey. And we understand. Let's tell us a little, Now, tell us about your daughter. Well... I have two little girls. The mm-hmm. oldest one is, um, uh, as you listeners who listened to the last podcast, uh, has been playing golf for uh, about four years now, and she's really good, loves it, works hard at it. Now, how old is she? Eight. Eight years old. She's been playing golf for four years? Yeah. She started when she was when she was four, four and a half. She came to me one day and said, Dad, I want to play golf, and she ran with it. So Noah says that to me, and and he lies because right. then he doesn't. He thinks he knows already knows how to play. Right. So did you teach her or no? No, uh, she'll probably <laughs> she she she's she's better than I am. She's already surpassed. Yeah, she's she's already better than I am. No, I didn't teach her. Um, we found a place uh, in Lexington that uh, 
uh, a gentleman there that uh, has taken an interest in her and, and they have a special bond and work hard together and she loves it. That's awesome. And now she's in, uh, she, she, I know she's won some tournaments. Yep. And uh, last time we, I think she's. She's very good. She's very good. So, wow, that's great. Eight years old. Man, I wasn't even fucking walking hardly when I was eight years old. You don't fucking hardly walk now. <laughs> he shuffles now. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I mean, you know, so, I can, I like golf. I can, I can play like miniature golf. Well, you know. They're already trying to teach her how to hit a fade and hit a draw and, you know, Here's how to really make cool the ball thing. spin. Watch this. Tell us about your other daughter. My other daughter is a train wreck. <laughs> um, well, she, she, she basically did brandy at a family. She, without question. Awesome. Without question. She's awesome. She is uh, what she makes up for in size because uh, she is very small. Uh, she uh, makes up for with attitude. <laughs> and She's spectacular. That is funny. <clears throat> yeah. Now, what's their names? Uh, Georgia Blair Georgia. is the oldest. And, and she's the golfer. That's and, a beautiful name. And she's yeah. the golfer, and Campbell is the, uh, Campbell. Campbell is the uh, youngest one. Awesome. Now, is Georgia on YouTube? Can we find Georgia her? Georgia is not on YouTube. Um, Georgia is on the Twitter. On the Twitter? Um, okay. And you can, people can look, try to find her that way, and... Um, that she has highlights on the Twitter. Georgia Blair is a, a Twitter. Is it Georgia Blair? Georgia B Golf. Georgia B Golf. And okay. sometimes I post things when I get them from Casey that might not necessarily go on there. I can't even imagine she's, playing golf at She's she's very good. She's very very focused and driven. So. Uh-huh. So Which is more than anybody at this table. So can basically, say. she's yes. going to be. Your, she, she's your retirement plan. Well, I'm not, I'm just hoping she gets it. Get, makes it to college, and. If she can get her college paid for everything, oh, and yeah, you know, I'm golf is a good that. one to get. I, it truly is. Golf's yeah. one of the more women's uh, women's golf, especially. You trade that yeah. off because clearly she's going to be a lesbian. Well, clearly, it's straight off. Clearly. Which makes it much nicer, actually. Raising a lesbian girl is much easier. I don't than. have to worry about the wing. It, you know what? That's what I used to tell people with the twins. Don't have to. Worry and about with the my wing. boys, it's like you know what? You got a daughter. I got to worry about what my three boys' penises are doing. Yeah. You got to worry about every penis in the world. Yep. So hopefully she'd be a lesbian. And that's and that's an inside you. joke between me and Brandy that goes goes years years back about the golf and lesbianism. So well, Brandy played the college softball. Yeah. She well, that's a given. With that college softball is a given with yeah. the lesbianism. Yes. That's like a, you know, and there's a lot of you're automatically enrolled it, it into the be, lesbian association. I mean, are you even allowed to play college softball if you're straight? Um, you right. can be by. You can be by. You can okay. be by, but Look, you can't. I got be. my sponsor a toaster when I signed up. Okay, can we just <laughs> let it go at that? You know, speaking of the penis, um, <laughs> there I watched this. Show, I watched this documentary because you know what? I've been sick the last few days, and I was watching a documentary on. I was looking for podcast ideas. So I'm sure, I, you were. <laughs> give me, give me some. You know, give me a little room here. I was looking for podcast ideas. And there was this uh, there was this story about uh, the uh, Soviet Union during the Second World War developing an uh, army of apes. So I thought they would be badass. Exactly. So what they tried to do, what the documentary, uh, this is might be urban legend, but apparently this they did they did give this uh, scientist some money to try to go down and went down to Africa and try to impregnate 
uh, apes with humans. They wanted a, this cross. So they wanted this guy to go and hump a monkey. No, he oh. took some semen. He took volunteer. Oh, and then he ins- uh, he artificially inseminated. Some. Are we talking about gorillas or monkeys? I think gorillas, maybe. But anyway, he, I think you'd have to roofie a gorilla real good to bang at a least. gorilla. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure. But anyway, no gorillas because they're bigger. Yeah. So uh, he tried orangutans, but the the because the, the gorillas are so close to human, you know, their genes and stuff are so close to human. But anyway, he tried it and it didn't work. He couldn't impregnate. Yeah, him. get the fuck out of town. No. So worries. then he came up with the idea. Wait a minute. Why am I going all the way to Africa to impregnate? Gorillas. Why don't I just take some gorilla sperm and go back to Russia? And because I have all these women that I can try to impregnate there and use the you know use the Russian women as the you know as the uh, the mothers. What the fuck are you watching? <laughs> I don't know, but it didn't work out. How did we get on this topic? Hold on, uh, Timmy. Was this on a porn channel? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear to God. Was it on Pornhub? No, yes. it was the it Russian. Like no, it was an it was an experiment. It didn't turn out, but they want. But the well, the Stalin wanted an army of <coughs> eight kind slash humanoid men who were very strong. Right. But also they were, you know, half man, half ape. But anyway, he started going around. He's trying to impregnate these women. It just made me think about it when you said, penis. you know, you got to worry about all the penises in the world. Well, this guy was going about the wrong way. He was trying to impregnate the gorillas with human semen. And so he's like, hell, I don't need to do that. I only need one gorilla. Okay, but and then I can go back I to Russia. He, wait a minute. This but begs the question. Harvesting that semen. That's what I was going to say. Harvesting that semen. I'm not sure how he did it. Really? I'm just saying. Because usually they'll show that kind of thing. Yeah. Because well, there's, there's a lot of jobs in this world. But being the gorilla reach-around guy is <laughs> not the job I want to have. <laughs> the gorilla yeah. fluffer. The gorilla fluffer, yeah. All right. I, I don't. I, I mean, just, when do you, you hold that, the I cup? Just, does one guy hold the cup? The other guy hold the gorilla? Right. There's junk. only one I mean, guy. Do do I'm assuming that a gorilla is not conscious at the time. But well, they they said <laughs> there, there, there's there's the flaw. There are men that have the same theory about women. <laughs> they the, the, the flaw in the in the theory was that you could that one that it would work, which obviously it didn't. But two that even if it did, how would you control them and get them to? Participate <laughs> as soldiers. <laughs> give, them, give them guns. They'll figure it Stalin out. was full of great theories. I'm already regretting coming in here today. <laughs> You've just been here five minutes. Uh, this makes me think of a very quick story. But oh, I've worked. You're not here yet. yet. A friend yeah, you're of mine. not here yet. Oh, okay. They introduce me and I can get you're here. You're not so, here. Don't introduce him. So let me introduce uh, Brandy. Uh, Brandy, of course, a very lovely and talented Brandy who has been... Uh, who has a lot of followers on our Facebook page, and uh, you know it's a creepy kind of cult. Yeah, vagina mafia. The vagina. It's really, it's really creepy. But they seem to like her for some reason. Uh, the Queen of Mean, the Empress of Evil, the Mistress of the Macabre, and Satan's dirty little secret, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? Well, first of all, I'm fine. But my my little group over here, where we are, is not nearly as the vagina mafia. Whatever. Vigilantes. Yeah. Vagina. Mary Mafia. Mary Mafia. Are not nearly as fucked up as this little island, this guy's island of misfit toys. You're referring to the colonel who we haven't introduced yet. Yes. So he can't talk. So, yeah. He's got, you know, 
there's some there's some there I did see a petition or the the request to lift the ban on him singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already we voted that down. This is not a democracy. This isn't a democracy. This is a monarchy, actually. And and no, I already hashtagged hell no on that. So <laughs> So it's well. there, it's written. Okay. It uh, is written and it is decreed. You're not here yet. Hashtag hell no. We are also uh, very honored to be uh, joined mm-hmm. today by a man of great distinction. Are you uh, introducing Casey again? <laughs> <laughs> a man who is uh, renowned, and, and I must say, who, who is a good guy. He covered, I would say both of you, both of you, uh, I'm both Casey too, but especially you two since you, we work together. Uh, Casey didn't do a whole lot Casey for me. Casey didn't have shit to do with it. No, but I was sick this week, and then I was out, you know, I've been on vacation, so I haven't really been here a lot. But Brandy and Chuck both have been uh, really wonderful covering for me in my absence. And, they're, you know, I do so much around it. It's like holding up. It's like Atlas. Taking over for Atlas when he's oh, gone. <laughs> it takes two of us. <laughs> yeah. But I do appreciate all, your, all you've done for me while I was out. We can talk about your island of misfit toys and what it took to wrangle that shit. <laughs> but thank you both. Thank you both. So I'm very honored to introduce the... Very distinguished Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman, and also known as the uh, Sir Charles and Reverend Reverend, Reverend, Charles. Reverend Charles. How are you today, Colonel? I'm doing wonderful, Timmy. I, I'm I'm doing wonderful. There was a couple things I wanted to wanted to get into here real quick. Tanner, right my back. son, talked called me on the phone. He he occasionally his his friends listen to the podcast. Tanner will occasionally listen to one. And you saw him jumping on the page the other day. And yes, yes. Correct me. I embarrass the boy sometimes. But he sometimes. said to me, he said, you know, Dad, I noticed there's a little bit of a, there's some, there's some hostility between you and, 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 and Brandy. He, he, he noticed that. that he, he won't he's refer- very perceptive. You're yeah. right. <laughs> on top of it. He, he listened for a whole five minutes and was able to tell that. He won't refer to her as the devil. Um, right. He referred to her as Brandy. And he said, you know, Dad, here's what I want you to consider. I want you to consider that, you know, you and Brandy probably come from very, very different places in this world. He, he's like, you know, you, you, was a, you was a likable, popular kid growing up. You had a lot of friends. <laughs> and, and maybe Brandy just didn't. She didn't have friends. She wasn't very popular. She, you know, and he said, just consider it. He said, just consider it. Um, And maybe, you know, if you would show a little kindness to her, because she's coming from a place of hostility. You know, the world has been hard on her, you know, because she didn't have friends growing up. People didn't. I mean, Casey, you could probably testify to this. Uh, You know, she didn't. So far, so far, your son is, uh, is he psychic? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people didn't like him. I'm sure he didn't grow up in in the (laughs) household. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Yeah, he says, you know, people probably didn't like her. It wasn't nice to her. And then she got to high school and, you know, people dropped the pig's blood and whatnot on her. And uh, he said, Dad, why don't you just try to extend an olive branch to the lady and maybe you could change her whole world. Maybe you could just make her a little nicer, a little kinder, a little... So, so Devil, I, I, I would like to say here that... Uh, what Before you extend the olive branch, it won't work. <laughs> it won't work. There's no point. This coming from a man with a lot of broken branches. A lot of broken branches. There's no need to even and, and extend that olive. Branch. And I said, Tanner, I dare you. If I extend the olive branch, she will take it and beat me with it. 
And he said, Dad, you just have to understand that not everybody, you know, has, has come from the place that you've come from. And she's carrying a lot of anger around with her, a lot of hostility. And, and try to be a little kinder to her. So from now on, Brandy, I'm going to try to be a don't, little bit kinder to you. Don't do it, Colonel. Well, don't do it. first of all, I, I do want to ask, because you and I are supposed to go to a, well, we will be at a soiree this weekend. Oh, yes, we will. I forgot same, about that. Yes, where I assume your cho- all of your children will be there. Uh, Taylor, Taylor got tickets to a concert, and he's not going to be there. So. so he's sort of like my me and my mom's birthday. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Well, we'll just run all this past your wife, and that's fine. We'll do that. <laughs> but this is what I'm going to do. Now, come here. Take my hands. I'm afraid. Oh, take my you hands. You should be. It's okay. You should be afraid. <laughs> we're going to take that olive branch, <laughs> and we're going to shove it straight in your ass. <laughs> and I hope that you understand. <laughs> that it's coming from a that place of love. That it's coming from love. a place of love. <laughs> Thank you. And that you need not step out of line again with your bullshit olive branches. Okay? okay. Well, Don't move. Uh, We're getting a photo. We're going to get a photo for the website <laughs> okay. of them holding so, hands. I'm, I'm going to try my best to uh, be kinder to you. Are you? Yeah. Well, yeah, a, don't wear yourself out. We're okay. <laughs> you so, know, but, anyway, you know, truth, truthfully, Colonel, we give you a hard time. And... You know, you asked last week. Yeah. We were, I mean, a, a podcast a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Someone had said so we about us always making fun of your mother's death, and we're always saying she is dead. God rest her soul. <laughs> God rest she her soul. Uh, she had the cancer. She got the cancer. But I was thinking, you know, the, the consumption. Current, no, the she consumption. Got the consumption. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> but you know, but, I mean, your your life is really. I mean, if, if I mean, in all, in all honesty, if, if someone wrote his childhood, like Charles Dickens wrote a story of his childhood, it'd be rejected because no one would believe it. The guy's had a, the guy had a fucked up childhood. But I'm given a, that, I'm a fairly well adjusted man now. You are very well adjusted. I said, given that you've got uh, four lovely children, you got a beautiful wife. You're a very lucky man. I don't know how all that happens. I don't know either. But it's really amazing when you think of you know the, the stuff you went through. And in all seriousness, you went through a lot of shit growing up. Well, thank you, Timmy. I like to think that uh, I came out the better for it. Um, but let me get into what we was discussing. Okay. I had a friend, a, a very good friend. Is he dead now, too? He was a number four rodeo. He was, no, he's still alive. Okay. He was at one time the number four bull rider in the country. No shit. Yeah. And then number after, four. you only last so long in that. He's the fourth uh, loser. Our uncle was the number one Russian roulette, Russian roulette player in the world. <laughs> yeah. At one point. At one yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His, Held that title for a year. He lost his crown very quickly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, his job after that was he went to work on a farm that bred stud bulls. Yeah. Well. And the the object that they use is a carpet. It's Just a, not a mediocre lover. It no, had to be a stud. It had to be a stud bull. Stud bull. They had gold chains. And they would have... Um, <laughs> Adidas sweatshirt. Yeah. A little high karate. Oh, God. They would have... Sex uh, panther. <laughs> imagine a piece of 4 by 8 plywood uh-huh. with a hole cut in the middle. I, don't, I can't imagine it. And a silicone sleeve lubricated. Um, you saw one of those down in Columbia, didn't you, Tim? <laughs> exactly. Person. Tim, and that, what Tim they do is Saturday. they lead the bull. Somebody <laughs> actually has to get under there and manually get the bull aroused. Right. 
Then they lead the bull, and it's this carpet. I, I wish the audience could have saw the hand motion you were making. Just <laughs> yeah. What I wish is that this story would just end, I, I, and we I, could get I, on with the podcast. Yeah. Well, no, he said it was more dangerous. Than riding bulls. Well, yeah, jacking yeah. off a bull, touching his wiener, <laughs> well, touching a bull's pecker is more dangerous. Well, you than only do it for a minute, it. and then you guide it into the sleeve, the and then they start humping the thing. That's where they do thoroughbreds down in Kentucky. Yeah, That's yeah. Where they do all the, the only thing more dangerous than jacking off a bull is actually getting down there and giving him a hummer. <laughs> That would be just more dangerous than that. But fuck yeah, it's more dangerous than riding a goddamn. And not nearly as rewarding. No, for anybody. Where does your mind go sometimes? All right. I wonder. Shout outs, Connor, real quickly so we can get into oh, the blackout. A few shout outs today. Three. You get three. Three. We're I can't doing, go to three. We're doing three. We got Kim Taylor, of course. Um, Tiffany, hope you recover from your storm damage. Carla, hope you find a man soon. And, uh,. Don't meet him at Subway. Carla in Portsmouth. Carla in Portsmouth. Don't yeah. meet him in Subway. Christine Bourgeois. I got that right again, Bree. That's a little pretentious name, Christine. I'm just saying. It's very bougie. Yeah. Um, my trusted ally. Well, of course, we got Scotty J. But my trusted ally and uh, Shannon Rossett, who's handling all the money for the First Church of the Latter Day Colonel. Yeah. Um, Nicola. Of course, Nicola Reed. Who I think just uh, got her uh, law degree. She did. Congratulations, Nicola. Congratulations, big time. Uh, She'll probably pass the bar. She'll She'll probably probably pass the bar, bar, yeah. Which means we need to go to her for our legal advice. We got Jennifer Burdick, who uh, Jennifer is just a sweet girl. Just very sweet. Sarah's also a very sweet girl. Um, Trish Hillard out out in St. Louis. She got the, they got the storms before we got them, and we got tornadoes down here. Um, a couple of lovely Irish girls, Frances Doughton and Tara Nee. Um, just, just a couple of fine Irish lasses. Don't there. do that. Oh, yeah. We're doing three today. And, uh, so let's, let's see. We get, and, and, of course, we can never forget Beverly, Lady Beverly, who takes her, her football seriously out there. Yes. I mean, I have to laugh at some of her posts because she just she wants she wants coaches and stuff executed when her team That's leaves. Right. I, mean, I get that. She wants them put in the Tower of London. And of course, the incomparable Dottie Scott. And Dottie you. and Dottie said the uh, Dottie made a post that I forgot her, and there has never been a podcast that I have forgotten Nary. that fine lady. Nary, Nary a one. Nary. Yeah, I think a couple of you have. I have never forgotten Gadotti. Don't well, you shut never, your you, mouth. You might have forgotten her, but you never gave her a shout-out. <laughs> um, I would like to give a shout-out, especially a shout-out to those who are supporting us through Patreon. Relationship, thank you very much. Cindy Lou, thank you for uh, your support. And Bridget, thank you very much, Bridget. Uh, we don't. Uh, Bridget doesn't post much, but she's a, a long-time listener. And we s- really appreciate your Support and thank you very much because first time caller. And she hasn't called. She don't post much, but she listens and she's supporting the uh, the podcast, and we really appreciate it. Good. Uh, And I will say, I I will say that I'm getting out this Logan's graduation parties this weekend, but the day after that, and uh, and Timmy, Brandy informed me that you probably were not going to be able to make the party, and Renee will be calling you about that. Okay. Um, 
but I am. She uh, is not pleased with you, Timmy. You have a I'm sending a hologram of myself. You have a, you have a prior okay. engagement. Okay, Tupac, do that. Yeah, at, um, the, at the at the brothel. It's sick. <laughs> but and 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 I don't want to. I tried that earlier this week. I won't name names, but I I mentioned the other day, and I got a couple requests in my. Private box in Facebook for a couple colonels. Now my mom is going to give me a couple autographed pictures of the colonels, so they will be getting sent out this week. Did did you? And uh, I did. And uh, Dottie, yeah, your your son couldn't show up for your birthday. Uh, he can't show up for my son's graduation. And congratulations, and, Logan. And I don't know if you people understand what an accomplishment getting this boy through high school was. I can appreciate it. I mean, very, the, he's a very uh, smart young man. Well, yeah, he's a very smart young man. He's like his mother. He's already, yeah, like his mother. He's already going to be a great photographer. He's already a great photographer, so he's going to do quite well. So, congratulations, Logan. Also, want to give a shout out to Mike Moody and Mike Freeman and Jario. I believe I spelled that right or pronouncing that right. Brandy, any quick shout outs before we get to the story? Cause Quickly, Lydia and uh, Lydia and Allie and Linda Middleton, thank you so, so much for uh, posting and being active. And we have a lot of fun on that, on that page. Oh, and Linda Middleton, just so you know, I never forget. Uh-huh. I never forget Linda. And Erica. Yes. Erica says she never got listening. a shout out from you. So no, yeah. because, you know, people talk over me and then you don't hear things and whatever. Yeah. But. We got you today, Erica. So, yeah. and we're gonna be tr- we're trying to be kinder and gentler to you. Yeah. No, our, our apologies. Why? Our apologies hmm? for um, why? Um, because Tana enlightened me. Tana, Tana told Did me. He? Yeah, he, he. You will be sorely disappointed. That's with right. the Results of the. Uh, <laughs> I just have to whip Tanner's ass if you figure that. Think right. about Chamberlain and Hitler. How that turned out. So I'm I'm appeasing. You're, yeah, I'm you're appeasing a Chamberlain. The, the she will run through you. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Speaking of Hitler Over. and Chamberlain, yeah. whatever. Let's uh, talk about the Blackout Ripper. Uh, you, we're all familiar with Jack the Ripper, right? We're all familiar with the Yorkshire Ripper, Peter Sutcliffe. But this story is about another Ripper. If, you know what? If I become a serial killer, so please do not let them fucking call me the Ripper. Okay? Oh, no. Well, don't you're gonna be, people. You're going to be the shuffler. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Be the strangler. You got to strangle. If you don't strangle people, you're going to be the shuffler. No. Because that's how that's how people know he's coming because he's shuffling out. <laughs> yeah, scared. That's scary mm, shit. Yeah, yeah. They shuff, the shuffler. Okay, that's fine. Just don't let him call me the Every Ripper day because shuffling. everybody is called the Ripper. Yeah, I won't. Uh, so we had the Jack the Ripper, we had the Yorkshire Ripper, but this is where the one we're going to talk about today is their lesser-known brother. <laughs> not really, not the distant cousin. Distant cousin, the Blackout Ripper, and that is Gordon Frederick. Cummings. So our story takes place in London. That's in England, Brandy. Oh, okay. Uh, in 19- not London, Ohio. Not London, Ohio. Not London, Ontario. But London, England, in 1942. London, Kentucky. When the uh, when the Second World War was underway, it was a very frightening time for the city. The war world was at war, you know, and London was subjected to nightly bombings, uh, nightly bombing raids by the German Luftwaffe. The Air Force. Nice. The Blitz, uh, which is a German word for lightning, was name applied uh, to the attacks by the British press because the bombings were uh, very heavy and frequent, and carried out over Britain in the, throughout the night, throughout the war, really, but really heavily in the 1940s. 
Um, the bombing uh, focused on industrial targets, but also moved towards civilian centers, uh, such as the city of London, uh, starting in September 1940. Uh, so uh, Hitler's plan was to uh, bomb the uh, English, uh, to destroy the Royal Air Force and to bomb the English into submission, or at least to set the stage for the invasion of England by Germany. Uh, but as we know, things turned out different. Over a period of 267 days in the early 1940, London was attacked 71 times. Uh, Birmingham, Liverpool, and Plymouth eight times each. <coughs> Bristol six, Glasgow five. So all the cities were getting repeatedly getting bombed at night and during the day um, by the German uh, air force. Uh, Timmy, can I can I cut in here just quickly? Sure. And because people like to learn things on the podcast. Yes. Um, that's clearly, so why that's clearly, are you cutting in? That's Dur- clearly why they, they tune in to this podcast. <laughs> they want to learn things. During this time, um, the British developed first uh, radar. Did you mm-hmm. know that? Mm-hmm. And do you know what the radar's name was? No. What they called it? No. O'Reilly. Snoopy. Nice. That's Snoopy. why they made him the Red Baron. And this, this uh, what we got going on here, the Blitzkrieg, that actually started over an accidental bombing. Yes, you're right. They, uh, I, uh, you're actually right. I, I didn't include it in our facts. Yeah, that started an accidental bombing. The Germans were bombing the the coastal where they mm-hmm. thought military things were. Military targets. One there. German bomb, one German plane got <coughs> off course, bombed the city, dropped a bomb on the city, and it pissed Churchill off to no And you know, they're only across the pond from each other. Right. Pissed Churchill off to no end. So he sent send English bombers over to bomb German cities. Right. And then that started the whole... Well, I'm glad you clarified that on the Blitz, because I thought it was when the defense sends an extra linebacker across the <laughs> it's line of yeah. scrimmage. So I'm glad... That too. That too. Yeah. Thank so God. It, uh, so, yeah, you're right, uh, Colonel. It actually was something informative. Thank you for including that. Well, people like to learn. I, yeah. I like to think I'm a font of knowledge I th- for our, our listeners. <laughs> you're one of those people that reiterates the very... I was going to include it, but I figured it was over your guys' head, so I thought, now nah, I'm just going But anyway, uh, so as you can tell, it was a very uh, tense time in London. Uh, almost every night they were... They, had what was called blackouts to uh, because they didn't want the Germans obviously to see the targets that they were you know this is a different time and they didn't have all the sophisticated equipment that they have now uh, so they turned you know they had the 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 they asked the citizens and the cities would turn off their lights so that uh, the Germans would wouldn't know what they were bombing right they couldn't find their targets easy so um, that's. Uh, what happened? Uh, I think I was giving some statistics before I was rudely interrupted. Over, okay. Um, you see, in nineteen forty, in nineteen forty, he slid that. He slid that. He seems he a little touchy since he's been back. <laughs> London was Hill. bombed uh, for fifty-seven consecutive nights. So good luck getting any sleep there. Uh, of course, they were defended bravely by the uh, RAF uh, and. Uh, there were the main Atlantic seaports of Liverpool was also bombed. All the seaports were bombed. They got nearly four thousand deaths during the war. The seaports. So, um, a what? conservative estimate, and, and it, most of these are military, but a conservative estimate is that twelve hundred civilians were killed um, in just in the North Seaport of Hull. So, 
you know, it was a very scary time. Uh, so, you know, at nighttime, people would head to the bomb shelters. And, underneath uh, the in the subways, underneath. And, the yeah, cars. underneath the subway. That would be the definition of a subway. Yeah, to avoid. Uh, so much for the olive. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess to, that didn't work so to, far. Uh, uh, to, you know, uh, for safety, they would scatter for safety, and um, it is in this environment that um, dastardly deeds took place. They did. That's me. All right, so in response to these attacks, most cities in the U.K. instituted blackouts, which I think Tim already went over. But in case anybody is unclear what a blackout is, it's where you turn off all the lights. Or, in your case, it's when you drink drink too much. much. Yes. Uh, A few weeks into the Blitz, the Germans changed the day that their attacks, their day attacks to night attacks. Um, So after about two months into this Blitz, they started the blackout. No one was allowed to have lights on in their house, hence the name blackout. Um, due to the lack of light, many accidents occurred. People began tripping over curbs. <laughs> running. Oh, Jesus Christ. You can't see where you're going. You know, first of all, it's nighttime. You, you know what's dangerous? See. You know what's dangerous in a blackout? A pogo stick. You know what else? <laughs> think about is, it. Think about it. That no, is dangerous. I want you to think about or it. Or a unicycle. What if you wear your sunglasses at night? Or... The knockout game would be much easier. Well, we're going to get You in, wouldn't even uh, see it coming. Right? You're right, Colonel. <laughs> okay, so... You're right as always. So the English people, God love their hearts, are tripping and falling all over each other, running into shit, being hit by cars. Uh, so it was pretty dangerous. But they was always polite. Well, yeah. Pardon me. Did they drive without yeah. headlights on? I believe... Yeah. So they yeah. were hitting shit all over them. Oh, yeah. There was, excuse, excuse me, chap. Have I just run you over? I just I'm ran sorry. into your living That's better room. than what Tim got when he got hit by a car. <laughs> so. <laughs> by the rearview mirror. So then some really smart people decided that they weren't going to go out at night. There you go. And they would just stay at home or in their bomb shelter. So 20% of the population were involved in these huge accidents. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the blackouts also provided opportunities for criminals. Um, one, one of those criminals was a young man in his late 20s named Gordon Frederick Cummins, who would later be known as the Blackout Ripper or the Blackout Killer. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Dun, He's dun, no dun. relation to Gordon Lightfoot. Maybe. We I'm don't not, want to I'm not saying, that I'm not saying that they're relation. I'm or just e. saying. Cummings. <laughs> Or E. E. Company. Well, it could have been. Could be. No, they're two different names. That's okay. So, Cummins would become an active British spree killer during World War II's German Blitz. Uh, Blitz means lightning. Yes. Yes. Uh, So much about Cummins' early life has been, not much, has been disclosed, but he was born sometime in late 1913 to early 1914. I bet there was a lot of babies made during the Blitz. Oh, yeah. You know, I, it'd be... Kind of like when there's, you know, you have... You yeah, know, baby boomers. Like, you have... You'll have a, you know, a blackout here, and, you know, for like two or three days, you know, the electricity's gone out, and, you know, always a... Yeah, they said during the hiking. 77 blackout in New yeah. York that they were a lot of 50 Shades of Grey coming But that out. was a blackout. When you got... And, and you know... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The colonel doesn't have this problem, but I would think that some Jesus men God. would have a problem. When you're having bombs going off around you, it might cause a little bit of a erectile dysfunction. I don't think for most people, most men that's a problem. Well, See, now, you, the, women, have, the women I'm used to, they're used to the feeling of bombs. And what basically they call know. your lovemaking style is called the blitz. Is, yes. is that not what right? It's called the blitz because it it's lightning often. fast. Because <laughs> it happens quickly. It's lightning fast. And you don't know when it's coming. That's right. Or when, it, or when it's gone. <laughs> when it's gone. All this is a fire afterwards. All the thunder. <laughs> all right. So this dipshit got fired from all his jobs due to insolence and dishonesty. He enlisted into Britain's yeah, Royal you Air keep Force. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's right. I don't know. Uh, he he enlisted himself into the British Royal Air Force in 1939. Uh, quickly earned himself the nickname of the Count. <laughs> he called himself the Count, like sort of like calling yourself the Colonel. <laughs> it is a lot like that. Yeah. Because of his boastful claims to having noble heritage in his blood. Yeah. Do you know do you know anyone like that in this room? I can't think. <laughs> It seems it's right here on the tip of my tongue. Let me think about it. So this guy's going around calling himself the Count. Yeah. So what if he had a cape? What if he had cereal? (laughs) Yeah. Could be. Could be. Uh, It was chocolate cereal. Chocolate cereal. Uh, Let's see. Here, Cummins. I was a more of a Booberry fan myself. I'm not surprised. See, I was the uh, I was a Frankenberry man. I was Captain Crunch. Different branches of the military. Well, why did he never get promoted, though? He was like Captain Kangaroo. They got stuck. They got they kind of peaked. First of all, Captain Kangaroo was a badass. Let's just oh, he should have been promoted then. And why was and Captain, Captain Crunch wearing the Admiral things on his shoulder? Well, he was in the Navy, wasn't he? Yeah, but he's got Admiral things, but he's Captain well, he's got Crunch. Admiral hardware. It's damn mm-hmm. good cereal. It is damn good cereal, even though it's painful to eat. Painful to eat. eat well, it's not. No, if you get the brain. peanut butter kind and the little balls, it's not so bad. Yeah, you like the Colonel balls? knows a lot about little balls, <laughs> and they're blue too. So there, they're little blue that. balls. All right, so so Cummins was Cummins was a ladies' man. A ladies' man. He had the wang. He had the wang. <laughs> did he make him a fifth sandwich? Yes, <laughs> he did. Got him some cavassier. Uh, let's see. And even though he was married 
to an attractive theater manager come and still sought the company of prostitutes. Well, who doesn't, really? Well, you (laughs) clearly do. So Cummins lived in London with his young bride when the Battle of Britain began. From the start of the conflict, the streets and buildings of London were kept dark as a precaution against the aerial bombing, bombing by the Germans. Street lamps weren't lit. The windows of houses, shops, office, factories were painted over, shuttered, or screened off with thick curtains. Showing even a chink of light could lead... Excuse me? Yeah, that's not... Excuse me? I didn't write it. It's, I'm just reading what I wrote. Timmy! That's racist. It is so A racist. little bit of light. That's it's a chink. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like looking for a chink in the armor. It's a British term. It's not right. That's a British term. Uh-huh. So I, anyway, I apologize to all our listeners who Timmy just offended with that script. I just don't talk about well, Chinese people. I said chink of light. Now you made it worse. Just stop. Yeah, we didn't say you were talking about Chinese people. Yeah, don't repeat it. Am I going to have to go on an apology tour? Don't repeat it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, just keep see. going. I'm going to be on, I'm gonna be on uh, Al Sharpton's show. Right here. Let's like. do this. <laughs> Man. Let's do this. Showing even a sliver of light. Could Get be. Margaret Chow. I would have to talk to Margaret Chow, I guess. She's Korean. I don't know who I have to talk to. But what the fuck? If I have to go on an apology tour for using a term that is a common term in England, a chink of light. Our don't British, say we, wait, our British stop. listeners stop. Were, were stop. support me on this. Stop. Wait a minute. We, but we have more Asian listeners than we do. British. I love Asian people. I was married there to an Asian. I slept sh- with many Asians. Here's my question: Does he know we're not in England? Just wondering. Do you know He's how many sick. Chinese people there are? Don't piss them off, Timmy. I've slept with many of them. They, well, yeah, so. Well, so you already got that. All right. They're so already mad. Anywho. Disappointed. Anywho. <laughs> so even a sliver of light could lead to an appearance in court and a heavy fine. As bombs fell upon the capital, London, Londoners took refuge in cellars, underground train stations, and public air raid shelters. In a period of six days in February of 1942... In the midst of a darkened, blitz city. Like that? Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Cummins, then 28 years old, murdered four women and attacked two others. We've done a lot to set up for these murders. Yeah, the story story is rather short, so I'm going to set the stage. Okay, so we're all set up. It's dark. There's bombs going off. People have shaded their... It's the end of the world, I tell you. Yes, shaded their world... Uh, this guy's out playing with prostitutes. This, yes. Well, yeah, he's out twiddling prostitutes and and killing people. So what's he doing? <clears throat> Excuse me. So three of his victims were mutilated post-mortem. The newspapers dubbed him the Blackout Ripper. I would just like to clarify, post-mortem brain, that means after they're dead. After death. After. So, again, not before, your dates. Not before, they, <laughs> not before they're dead. After. Uh, on the morning of Sunday the 9th, uh, of February, the body of the school teacher Evelyn Hamilton, age 42, was discovered in an air raid shelter in Montague, Pla- Montague Place in the Marylebone District. Huh. Marylebone. He said bone. There were no signs of sexual assault, and her body was not mutilated. The killer had either placed her <clears throat> excuse me, in the shelter after death or post-mortem. Yes. Or launched his attack when he found himself alone with her within its walls. Pre-mortem. Pre-mortem. Yeah, that is pre-mortem. I believe you're, you're, you're catching on. I believe it's anti-mortem. 
but why are you against why are you against it? No, I'm just saying anti-mortem. Uh, the next day, the 10th Shut of February. The next day, excuse me. Uh, would that the 10th be the day February, after? That would be. The day that you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Evelyn, post the 9th. Right. Post Sunday. Uh, Evelyn Oatley, uh, age 35, was found in her Wardour Street flat apartment in the Soho district. Uh, Oatley had turned to prostitution. So oh, sad. No. And was using an assumed name, Nita Ward. See, I, tell, I knew her by Nita. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's not Anita Dick? I did not know I, her by I have Ms. told Oatley. you that story. No. I went to high We're school doing, I know. with a boy named Greg Dick. I kid you not, his sister's name was Anita. That's amazing. Her middle story. name was Teresa. They called her Teresa, but her real name was Anita Dick. I went to school with a girl named Sharon Peters. Sharon Peters? Mm hmm. Both of those are amazing stories. It is, though. Uh, mine took a lot less time than his did. Well, of course it did. The actual cost, cause of the death. Colonoscopies take less time. <laughs> the actual cause of the death. No more fun. And feel better. <laughs> was strangulation. Her throat had been cut, she was naked, and her body had been sexually mutilated with a tin opener. Gross. Mm, that's not good. Um, that, a can opener, man. You got a cranky, a cranky thing. Yeah, so if it, it was an electric can opener, it'd be no, different. But, but this is World War Two. It's probably not one of those. It's probably one of those ones that's got the big, huge thing on the end. And yes, yeah, so I mean, you have, to cr- you have to. No, there's no crank. No, <laughs> there's no. Crank. I know what you're talking about. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you just like, no the crank. Mil- like the military ones. All right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, that implement was found close to her body, covered in o- Oatley's blood, and it provided fingerprints. Uh, an examination of the body yielded the fact that the killer was left-handed. The next day... Much like the colonel here. The next day, post-Monday... Yes. Which is the 11th of February. Which would be Tuesday. Yes. Another prostitute, Margaret Florence. Did you know her? Not by that name. Maggie. Maggie. Mar- you know Maggie? Also known as Pearl. Did you know Pearl. her? Pearl. Pearl. Oh, there we go. Yeah. She yeah. was murdered in her flat in Gosf- on Gosfield Street. Attractive that pearl. She had. She used to wear the the uh, those stockings. Did you give her a pearl necklace? No, no. I, I I gave her twenty five dollars. <laughs> she she was a very attractive young lady. Not that kind of pearl necklace. Yeah. She had been strangled with a silk stocking and mutilated with both a knife and a razor blade. Her body. Was yeah, not, she was forty three years old. She she too she, old for she you. She was aged out of that market. Her body was not discovered until three days later. Because at forty, what happens, Colonel? Well, at 43, she would have probably had a good two and a half inches of penis going on. Bigger dick than you. (laughs) Go ahead, Casey. Please continue. The the pathologist Bernard Spilsbury stated after examining the victim's body that the murder was a savage, sexual manic. Maniac. And let me tell you, let me tell you, Bernard Bernard Spilsbury, Jacqueline, pathologist Bernard Spilsbury was well respected in the day. In the biscuit making industry. (laughs) (laughs) Did you poke him in the belly? (laughs) He was a pathologist, our Mr. Pillsbury. The similarities between the killings and mutilations convinced the police that the same killer was responsible for all three. Those bobbies are pretty sharp. Yes. Post Tuesday. So what day are we up to, Brandy? Wednesday. Wednesday. The 12th. Anti-Thursday. Uh, <laughs> hump day! Hump day! Oh, it is hump day. 
<laughs> Miss, Mrs. Doris. Tim, 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 Tim. Jeanette. What day is it? <laughs> Come on, what day is it? Hump day. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So on hump day, who does that to you? There's a lady here that does that. Drives me up off the fucking <laughs> And then on Thursday is pre-Friday. Friday Eve. Friday Eve. She's a girl from Office Space. That's who she is. And then it's, thank God it's Friday. And then it's, oh, it's Monday again. Tuesday's not, not really she However, she though. bitches every single day. So in, anyway, on hump day, Mrs. Doris uh, Juanette, uh, her age uh, is different depending on two different sources, 32. Uh, she might have been 32, also known as Doris Robin, Robin, Robson. She was murdered in a second floor ground, second room ground floor flat in Paddington District that she shared with her husband, who was a hotel manager. Not so, real sure why we need to know about her husband's <laughs> occupation. Well, Tim wants to get into details. <laughs> he was a hotel manager, and she's out uh, walking in the street walking. Casey, she's a whore. Casey. Times are tight. What happened the last time we talked about one of Timmy's scripts? I know. I really should have known better. <laughs> yeah. But he seems to be in a little bit better mood today. Yeah. Thank you, Casey. Uh, she was known to be in the habit of picking up servicemen in Le- Leicester Square. Leicester, I think. See, well, I'm a redneck. I can't read this. <laughs> yeah, I only know because one time I was on a cruise, and uh, I met this uh, guy in uh, from Leicester in England. I think it's Leicester. And he w- he was drunk, and we were in uh, Venezuela, and we were like, uh, you know, the, the cruise ship is getting ready to take off, and this guy's arguing. We was at some bar in Caracas, and this guy is arguing with the the guy about his tab, and you know I'm scared to death we're gonna miss this boat because you miss the boat you're on your own you're right? screwed you're screwed, and I'm I'm like sweating it out. And this guy's this guy from Leicester or Leicester, I don't remember. So he's he kept, correcting me on it. He yeah. can't pronounce it either. <laughs> anyway, he kept going around saying, "Relax, mate. You're on holiday." <laughs> so now every time I travel, I always think about that. That's, Relax, mate. You're on that's holiday. Fascinating. Yeah, I know. That was she quite, had been strangled quite anyway. Quite a buildup, but yeah. nothing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he had to be there. He was from Leicester. Leicester, Leicester. So his last victim had been strangled with a scarf, and her naked body had been sexually mutilated. Mm. That means her body was cut up, Brandy. They don't know if it was post or pre-mortem. It doesn't yeah. say in the script. Yeah. But some dastardly things. First of all, I know exactly what mutilation means. Oh, okay, good. I've studied it. Be very That's, careful. Yeah, keep me on the Who are you talking about? Charles. Now, poor, now poor Greta. She Greta was Van Stressen. Greta Haywood. She yeah. was expecting some chocolate, maybe some roses. What? <laughs> I say I didn't remember her. In it was. It was Fox News anchor. It was Valentine's story. Day to me. A day uh, of romance. A day of love. And she happened to run across this sick freak. And instead of getting uh, chocolates, chocolates, a nice card, or crotchless some roses, yeah. crotchless panties, um, he crotchless panties tried. Not <laughs> 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 he just Casey said it. <laughs> You but got, you're the one that got all you, hyped up about you it. You perked up like my dog when you know I say, Rudy, no. you want to go outside? You know I mean, you were like, huh? huh? He's the hype man. He's the, <laughs> little, he's the little midget outside the Kid Rock show that yeah. just comes up on stage <laughs> with the mic. Get up, get up. That's Timmy. 
He's, he's, his name was Joe C. You know, Joe C. You know, that's I, who he is. Joe you know what really disappoints me is edible pennies. One, <laughs> they're fruit roll up. They're not that tasty. <laughs> Two, they fall apart really easy, and they're high in calories. Well, you don't want well, them. You, know, you don't want them to be tough. <laughs> You're not supposed to cut them up and you know put them on your I'm plate. Just saying, but you don't want them. They're disappointed. They're disappointing. No, and Dennis will tell you, fruit roll-ups and edible panties are the worst thing in the world for your teeth. Fruit roll-ups are the shit. Yeah, but they're bad for your teeth. And edible panties, no good whatsoever. And I don't like sweet and salty things. And the other thing is, uh, <laughs> if they're if they've been used for, and if you put them, just put them on right fresh that day, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, but when they're all stuck to the hips, I don't think you're supposed to work out in them. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that that's one of those things when they go in the bathroom and say, "I'm going to slip into something more comfortable," or "I'm going to freshen up." At that point, then yeah, you put I mean, on. Not like wear them all day. Yeah. You don't yeah. go for a marathon run. Right. With, well, with it's like getting bubble gum in your hair. I mean, you got to get <laughs> peanut butter to take the shit off. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not easy. And nobody needs all that up in there, lady bits. No, but I think well, I don't pro- need to be eating that shit either. <laughs> well, that's your problem for having your face down there. <laughs> there. I mean, if her lady bits are stuffed with fruit roll-ups, I think you got to question some life choices. <laughs> You know, I'm just saying. If her lady bits are filled with fruit roll-ups, she's the perfect woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know what? Tastes like strawberries. Wait a minute. No, if I, it, if I have only really, if it's natural. I think that. I it's, think that. I think that. You know, strawberry and tuna don't. Yes, I think, that, less, I think it's going to change. I think it's going to change the makeup of those panties. Less than one percent of women have natural fruit roll-ups in their vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and if you see a fruit rolled up in a vajayjay, you know that vagina probably got teeth got in it. Got teeth in it. Because <laughs> that's the only that's way to deal the with woman you roll. marry. What? That's the woman you marry. Make sure you take the wrapper off of it. <laughs> <laughs> the plastic wrapper off before you eat. Yeah, yeah so that, I mean, that would be my only problem because I, my mouth doesn't like to be surprised. You, you know what I mean? take the wrapper off. And I'm sorry, it's not, I have, if you... If you wear the edible fruit roll-up panties, is it is it fruit roll-up by the foot? No, <laughs> we don't, we don't no, want the, those, no, it's the sheets of fruit roll. Yeah, we don't. We want to use the sheets. We don't yeah. want to use by the foot. No, you only use. <laughs> you by can the make foot. your own. <laughs> only if you want to, you know, use it as a dispenser. It's from, DIY. You know, that would be good. DIY. Stick it up just, in there and you just, just pull just it out like dispenser. a scarf. But here's the thing. This is what I'm telling you. As the only person here that's even mostly a woman, I'm going to tell you something. The it's Chuck has some. She's forty though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, well, I'm a woman. Chuck has, yeah, she is. Chuck has Chuck has boobs. So <laughs> boobs. Um, and he, he wears women's lady shoes. He does. But you know, after you've been, after you've worked out in those, and they're all sticky and gross, and all of those juices start flowing down there in your nether noddies. That's the time to go in. Yeah, but, and in that may front, be, but not the back. Well, you know, sometimes that. You know, you can't have backless. It's just, it's all there. So you like, either have to eat big or go home. Need uh, not panties, but maybe chaps. 
Well, they don't. They don't make fruit roll-up chaps. They do not make edible chaps. Fruit roll-up chaps. And this kind of relates to this quick story. No! My, How does he have a story about this? For every fucking occasion. No. He's goddamn Cliff Clavin, I swear it's to God. When you, it's when your mouth is expecting one thing and gets another. Now, wait, my, that's, you know, the other day, wait a minute, I got a quicker story than that. The other day I ordered a Coke, and I took a big swig of it, and it wasn't. It was iced tea. My mouth wasn't prepared for that. I was pissed off. Okay. And I went inside, and I got me a Coke, because those motherfuckers tried to trick me. See, that's a better story than what you were getting ready to tell us. <laughs> Have you ever done that? So we're going to move along. Have you ever, like, on a hot summer's day, Reach in, the, reach in the refrigerator and grab what you thought was water and it's milk. No. Uh, that is not a pleasant experience. Okay, so I got because one that tops colors. all that. Here's another one. It, you're, going, you're, 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 you're reaching in a glory hole. No. <laughs> no, I've never... I can tell you now I've never never had this experience. Uh, you've never done that. No. Oh. It's just you. So and, I'm something was there, and something was in that glory hole you didn't expect. So I'm working here. Damn it. Every... every at lunchtime, what I could do, I'm doing is going up to the hospital and seeing my brother and hanging out with him. Because he's dead. He was not dead at that time. But he's dead now. He was May very ill at that time. You're going to have to get over that at some point. May God rest his soul. So God get a yes. I go to the cafeteria, and I, I get me a grilled cheese sandwich, a bag of potato chips, and then I see one of these plastic cups with a little bubble top on it. Was it a grilled cheese on flat on fat bread or thin bread? Because the fat bread grilled cheese is pretty toast. good. It was Texas toast. It was good. It was shit. So I see one of those plastic cups with a bubble top and a little cherry on top, and I'm like, oh, today is my lucky day. They got tapioca in the thing. I'm just so happy. So I eat my potato chips. I sit at the table by myself. I eat my potato chips, my grilled cheese sandwich. I I'm, I'm reading a magazine. Did I'm, you eat a potato chip sandwich? Did you go for your crabbyoka pudding? Did you <laughs> go for it? So, He's the only one I know eats potato chip sandwiches almost every day. I did put my potato chips I on my sandwich. Yeah. No, he does it every, as a his meal. He does it every like day. Like bread, chips, and bread. Yes. Like no lunch meat. No. So like I'll put my potato. No chips cheese. Like I put a piece of cheese, on, cheese on, there. on there. He has cheese I'll put sandwich. Like turkey and chips no. and cheese. No, he does just. Cheese. I'm getting to the climax of my story. Oh my god! I wish you could get there soon. It's starting to hurt. So I eat my potato <laughs> chips. I eat my grilled cheese it's sandwich. It's starting to get annoying. I pop the lid off my... Uh, Crapioca pudding. My tapioca pudding. But I don't like those maraschino cherries. So I take that off. And I take a bite and I'm reading the magazine. And uh, it is the foulest, most bitter thing that I have ever put into my mouth. I doubt that. So I jump up from my seat and spit the tapioca pudding back out onto the table and I look at the container to think what the hell's the expiration date they sold me some bad tapioca pudding so far this is a lot like your story Brandy what I had done what I had done in my excitement of thinking I had tapioca pudding was purchased a container of cottage cheese that's nasty but didn't you notice there weren't like those little fish eggs in it well I wasn't really paying attention my brother was dying and uh (laughs) He had other things on his mind. I had no, not he didn't. Been Clearly, he did not because he he's already lost his mother and his father. So I, I spit my stuff out. He's not. He spit his stuff. He's out. not. I, not I look Oliver at. Twist. He's a spitter. He's a spitter. You're a spitter. He's, well, a spitter. he's not Oliver Twist. Okay, he's not like he's going to be an orphan. He spits stuff. Yeah, spit I actually well. am an orphan. So yeah, <laughs> I have no parents. I'm the definition yeah, but of you're an big, orphan. You're big enough now that it doesn't matter. Go on. Still hurts. Define an orphan. I'm an orphan. That's what I'm saying. Okay. 
Okay. Can you give me Does that? Does make you feel better? Does he you have a mother? Does he have a father? Do you get a tax break on that? Do we have to support you like we do all the other kids in foster homes? You could provide. Do you want a foster family? You could provide Let's a little emotional support. Well, tough titties on that one. So go ahead. So Tana How's that was, olive branch going? Tana, you were wrong, son. <laughs> so anyway. Tana, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, man. That hostility runs so deep you couldn't get to it with a fucking bobcat. So anyway. I jump up, I spit the cottage cheese out onto the table. Which is rude. I look down at the container and think these some bitches sold me a bunch of expired tapioca, and I'm going to go get my money back. Then I look on the container and see that it's cottage cheese. Now, I kind of feel a little silly now. Yeah, right. Because it's clearly marked. So I start giggling, and you know how when you start giggling to yourself, and you're sitting at a table, and you really start, you just can't stop giggling. <laughs> and there's a bunch of nurses, and finally one nurse came over to me and said, Sir, are you doing okay today? <laughs> and I think she thought I was a mental patient. Who'd escaped? Who had come down to get lunch. And I explained to her about the cottage. She probably cheese. thought you beat up a security, little security <laughs> my, guard. The security guard. But my point <laughs> being day. to all this right. is why do they make the edible underwear sweet? Because you want... See, they should make it like fish stick flavor. You told that story um, to tell this... No, it's because when your mouth expects one flavor and gets another, your brain gets all out of whack. All I'm saying is if you're going to eat edible underwear, make sure it's not thong, and make sure you don't well, eat I If think, it is thong, don't I eat think that little string. I think that's personal preference. That goes between the nether cheeks? Yes. Yeah. I think that's personal preference. I like the idea of using it like a dispenser. You, st- you stick like the fruit by the foot up in there, and then just whatever you want, something you can pull it out. out. I think that uh, Danny Thomas... Just like the clown and the uh, hanging scarves. Yeah. Pull it out when you want I think Danny Thomas would love a thong edible underwear. Okay, Colonel, what else happens with our friend, Mr. Cummings? Oh, he's still... Well, now, Greta, remember, it's Valentine's Day. Right. And she meets this Mr. Cummings, and uh, he starts to hand her what she believes to be a uh, nice Valentine's Day package. Some chocolates, perhaps some uh, uh, stocking, yeah, perhaps a jelly donut. Perhaps. I mean, that's what I got the Mrs. Colonel for last Valentine's Day. I always have a good package for my wife on Valentine's. Day. Well, I, and I gave her, the Colonel, Mrs. Colonel, a uh, package, an Did exceptional you package. Uh-huh. Pleasure her every Valentine's Day, Timmy. Yeah. Every Valentine's Day, every anniversary, I got it's you know and and. It's like the Blitzkrieg, you know. She, Miss Colonel, don't care what's going on around you. Right. The other night we had tornadoes. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, we had that in the right. thing. That's because she's asleep. She's waking me up. No, she's not. And not, and then she's like, "Well, the tornado passed. We both up. We might as well, you know." She didn't might say well pleasure you. Might as well pleasure me. And I'm like, "God, woman, it's three o'clock in the morning." She didn't do any of that. But uh, anyway, so rather than get a gift. What she got was strangled by Mr. Cummings. Well, well, that was disappointing. Right. Yeah. So a delivery. I'd rather you got me nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was his gift. He strangled her. Right. And, you know, she probably thought, you know, some men like to grab and right, be a little right. rough during sex, but can be a little rough. he just choked her to death. Hmm. Um, but he laid down his gas mask. Bad mistake. This will come back to him, haunt him later. A delivery boy's on his round erupt, er, interrupted the assailant, mm-hmm. and Haywood was able to escape. Now, Cummings fled, but left his gas mask behind. T. 
he. Oh, I'm sorry, Timmy. That's a typo. The gas mask container was Jesus marked with Christ. serial number 525987. The number was easily traced and linked to Cummings, but even as police were working on that lead, he struck again, Timmy. Yeah, he was on a spree. A, a whore named Catherine Mulcahy, a blitz. also known as blitz. Kathleen King, also known as the whore. Hey, um, come on, this is a victim. Be kind to victims. You, I, I've told you time and time again, Timmy, you can't go out doing this. This is why they should legalize prostitution. I agree. Go ahead. They should legalize it, make it safe for these women. I agree. Was She was attacked in a flat located near Paddington Rail Station. She resisted coming so effectively that he abandoned his murderous intentions and gave her an extra five pounds and left quickly. He left behind his ARF-issued belt. <coughs> this son of a bitch ain't got nothing left. So he's on the previous attack, he leaves behind his gas mask. Gas mask. So now he, he leaves, he leaves, leaves his, belt. his belt, which included a name and serial number. Dumbass. Now, with their knowledge of the other vicious attacks, Catherine Mulcahy notified the police. On February 16th, two days post-Valentine's Day, after Valentine's the police Day. arrested Mr. Cummins in the St. John's Wood District. Wood. Wart. Wood. His fingerprints matched Wart. those on the bloody tin opener, and a search of his quarters turned up several items that belonged to his victims. So not only was he a murderer, a rapist, and a whatnot, he was a thief, too. Now, police also had his gas mask. Now, which Cummings. would come in handy in the gas chamber. That yeah, the police also in. found a silver cigarette case in Cummings' flat. The name of the victim, Evelyn Oatley, engraved on it. Cummings went to trial for his murder spree on April 27, 1943. During this time, he wrote a letter to his wife that seemed to imply that he might have blacked out because it was during the blackouts. For oh, sure. So that makes sense. He did it by accident. Um, he was under a lot of stress. When he started killing. Nevertheless, it took the jury 35 minutes to eventually find him guilty of murder, and he was sentenced to death by rectal impaling. No, that's not true. <laughs> but you know wow. what? You know, there were, pro- there were <laughs> that a lot of... sucks. Yeah. They probably were They were getting tough on crime back There's then. There's probably a lot of people taking advantage of the blackout to do all that. Oh, I'm sure they did. Pickpockets, I remember. Whatnot. I remember right before the last Iraq war, They one of the new, one of the CNN or somebody was over there. They were interviewing, like doing man-on-the-street interviews right before the U.S. attacked uh, Baghdad. And this guy was saying, they'd ask him what he was going to do in the event of the attack. He said, oh, i got three or four people I'm going to kill. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had that all planned yeah. out. So I'm sure that that's happened a lot. Well, mm-hmm. in, so anyway, on June uh, 25th, he was hung. Hung from a beam and then dropped on, down to a, uh, a big pole where he was rectally impaled. Good Lord. No, and, uh, it's not right. Well, okay, but they should have gave him some colonel justice. Don't you think, Case? Yes. Just hanging was too easy, simple for this guy. Definitely rectal impaled. Should have been a hanging. Should have been a kosmikaze. They should have been a... He was a fire... He a kosmikaze? A, a kosmikaze? What is a kosmikaze? <laughs> is that <laughs> like a drink? What the fuck? Is, it sounds like a drink. They should put him in a plane for and send him to Berlin and had him crash in the middle of Berlin. That would have been a good idea. That would have been good colonel justice. That would have been or a kosmikaze. they could have dropped mission. him from yeah. the plane on to a big pole. And then he could have, instead of just impaled. dying, he could have taken out some of those 
What was that word? Jinx. Jinx. No, that was, uh, no, we're not using that term. That's derogatory. Anyway, it is derogatory. What's wrong with you? So they hang They hang this guy. They hung him. Yeah. They hung mm-hmm. him. Was he hung? Um, he was He was not hung. Hung by the neck. <laughs> but after his execution, a big body was, was discovered. Mm-hmm. And the woman identified as one up. Mrs. Church was killed in October 1941. Items used in the investigation, including the knives used by Cummings to mutilate his victims, his gas mask, and the cigarette case, can now be viewed at the Scott Lanyard Museum of Crime. Have you ever been there? No, but I'd like to go there. That would be cool. I have been there before, Timmy. Can't you go there when you go make your jaunt across the pond? I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm going to the UK, but yeah, I'd like to see that. Thing. I have never been to the UK, but I have um, been, been to Scotland Yard. Well, because they got a branch here, you know yeah. that. You used to mow Scotland Yard. I, well, yeah. I used to tend to it. I used to tend to it when it get dandelions and crabgrass. I yes. would take care of that. So uh, I don't know if you mentioned this because I couldn't tell with all your um, bullshit. But <laughs> ironically, when they when he was when they took him to the gallows, it was in the middle of a air raid. Yeah, I did mention that actually. Okay. Did you pay attention to anything I said, <laughs> or anything that he wrote? Yeah, yeah, you wrote the fucking thing. I mean. uh, Casey, any final thoughts on Mr. Cummings, the uh, Gordon Frederick Cummings, the blackout ripper? Guy was kind of a creep. Kind of a creep, but he kind, kind of, of he, he was an opportunist, don't you think? Kind oh, of sure. took care of uh, business when. Do you believe he would? I don't killed? think they should go out killing prostitutes. The more prostitutes in this world, the better. There's, I agree. There's no you. reason to thin out the prostitutes. I, I totally agree, and plus uh, keeps prices down. That's right. Brandy. Find the man. Yes, five minutes. Uh, your final thoughts on Mister Cummings? I definitely think he was an opportunist. It was a smart move to wait. Yeah. Smart. You know, I was uh, and and Casey, I'll get back to your prostitute thing. I, I was I, I was watching a comedian. Are these your final thoughts? It is my final thoughts. Okay, Chuck, ask him I was, or Tim, ask him first. Final. Chuck, thoughts. what's your final thoughts I was, on William on on uh, Frederick uh, Gordon Frederick Cummings? Well, I was watching a comedian, yeah. and he was talking about America and its America. freedoms and how proud we are of our freedom, and how we think we're so free and everything and. He said, you know, in Amsterdam, you can bang a prostitute, smoke a joint in front of a policeman, and not get in trouble. That, Timmy, is freedom. It is freedom. And that you can go freedom. to the um, and you can go to the Anne Frank house. Yeah, we are not free to do that here. Well, you can scream your hands off. We are not yeah. a free people, Timmy. That's Helen Keller. Let my yeah, people right. free. I've been to Amsterdam yeah. and I've seen the whores in the window. Mm-hmm. The midget, did, did you, you see ask the how much are those whores in the window? How much, are those how much is that boy in the window? All right. So, uh, Brandy, or Casey, where can people find us? People can find you guys on the Facebook. Facebook, we have two pages. We have the History to Read page where we post a lot of the history-related topics. That's the name. And we also have the History to Read, the podcast group that if you join, you can join in all the frolic. Stitcher. Stitcher, we're on Stitcher. And the iTunes. iTunes, uh, leave us a review. We've got some nice reviews that we'll mention in an upcoming podcast. But uh, Cindy left us a very nice review. Uh, Jenny in Minnesota left us a very nice review. So thank you very much for that. That's how people find us. So if you're uh, listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. And, and where else can they find us? The Brandon? Quarter. 
Twatter. We're on Twitter at HistoryDweebs1. And Casey, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for uh, letting me come in today and invite you guys. Jim, Jim Barron will be very excited. That Hi, you're Jim. On the podcast. We need more good people like you out there. And um, Jesus. So any, uh, say goodbye, everyone. Good day, goodbye, listeners. Bye, everyone. And we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.